So let's talk a little NFL football. And tonight we focus, luckily, on the Los Angeles Rams, who we'll see in about 24 hours from now. 8:20 kickoff. They open up their season at home. The defending Super Bowl champions. They bring pretty much everybody back. They do lose some pieces, obviously, but uh, like you lose a guy like Robert Woods, who you didn't see really last year. You lose Odell Beckham Jr., who tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, but you replace him with Allen Robinson. We thought maybe Sean McVay was going to retire, head to the broadcast booth. He's back again. And Aaron Donald, there was some talk about maybe him retiring. He, not only does he not retire, he's ready to go. He had two helmets in his hand looking to bash somebody's brains in just last week. The Bills tomorrow, two-and-a-half-point road favorites. You're getting two-and-a-half points with the Rams, the defending champs. The total in the game is 52. But tonight we're looking at their futures. At the win total, we'll take a look at some different things that you could play with the Rams. I know that right now over at BetMGM, 11-1 to 1, plus 1,100 to repeat as Super Bowl champions. They're plus 450 to win the NFC and head back to the Super Bowl. Uh, and then if you look at the division, you know, obviously one of the tougher divisions in all of football, the NFC West, they're plus 125. They're now the favorites to win the division. Right behind them, San Francisco, plus 160. Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback, but for how long? Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. You got the Cardinals, plus 375. They'll be without DeAndre Hopkins the first half of the season. And then the Seahawks, nobody's betting the Seahawks, let's be honest. Uh, what are you doing with the uh, Los Angeles Rams this season, if anything, as I pull up the win total to make sure nothing Ten and a half is what I saw. You know what's interesting, before we talk about the Rams, just because you were talking about the Seahawks, wow, a lot of information is now coming out about Russell Wilson and why he was unhappy in Seattle. Like, just so many things. Apparently, he was trying to make a, pip, a push the year that Lamar won the MVP. And Russell Wilson wanted the MVP. That was the one title, the one, the one thing that had eluded his grasp and still has. And I think when you talk about betting, there's real money to be made. And I know that line has moved quite a bit, and it's at like plus 1,400 for Russ to win the MVP. But the fact that he wants it so bad that he was pissed about Pete Carroll only having them pass the ball five times against a team that they almost barely lost or they almost lost to, fascinating stuff coming out of the Seahawks uh, organization. Speaking of the Seahawks, one of the key acquisitions, Ryan, for the Rams, Bobby Wagner from the Seahawks, perennial pro bowler. Yeah. He provides, I think, a another upgrade to this offense since they lost Von Miller. They end up also getting Allen Robinson from the Bears. The question that I have is how good is he? How much was he dogging it in Chicago? You would have to imagine a lot, but also I'm not sure whether he's ever had a consistent season. He's going to look to rebound from a very poor overall last season in Chicago. They end up getting Kyron Williams. The Rams just continue like the Niners to just find running backs no matter what every single year. They take him in round five from Notre Dame. He can receive. He can run. He may end up stepping in as a third down back because I'm not even sure, Ryan, if they trust Cam Akers. I'm not sure if they trust Daryl Henderson. So that's there. Key departures. Von Miller obviously goes to the Bills. Lengthy contract to yeah. close out his career. They lose Robert Williams, or Robert Williams, Robert Woods to the Titans. Uh, he, he's coming off of an ACL tear. Obviously, Allen Robinson comes in for him, and that left him as the odd man out. Odell Beckham Jr. may or may not be back. They've kept a locker for him in uh, SoFi Stadium, which is wild. And uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? They lose Andrew Whitworth, who has retired, the oldest tackle ever to play in an NFL game. Uh, calls it a, a career, and then they also lose Darius Williams, the cornerback to the Jaguars. Uh, he cashed in a three-year deal there. So very, very interesting stuff, and I'm looking at this schedule. It's not 
as hard as I would imagine for a team that just won the Super Bowl. Is it just me, or or do you feel that way a little bit too? I actually hate the schedule for them, to be really? honest. Like, even outside of the division, yeah, I don't love it. And, like, looking at it, so last year I was all about the Rams. Me and Q argued about the Rams, like, all them and the Cleveland Browns. And I'll take the L on the Browns. I was wrong about the Browns, but also I didn't go into the season knowing that uh, week two, Baker Mayfield was going to attempt to make a tackle and separate his shoulder right. and just be like a lump of nothing all season long. So I will take the L on that one, but I do have to take the W on the Rams. Now, that being said, I was high on the Rams going into the season because I've been watching Matthew Stafford in the NFC North for a decade. And I was always like, man, this guy can make every single throw, but he's never really had an offensive-minded head coach. The one year that he did, Jim Caldwell, like he made the playoffs when they actually had an offensive-minded head coach. Then they hired all those defensive guys. They hired Matt Patricia. It was a disaster, right. but he always obviously had the talent. Um, but like they always invented new ways to lose games. So I like Matthew Stafford in McVay's offense because I love McVay. I really think he's one of the best play callers. I mean, I was almost going to say in NFL history. I don't know about all that, but like he's, he's, he's really damn good. I mean, there's a reason why he had a job at what, 31, 32 years old. But um, my only issue was Jared Goff just couldn't push the ball down the field. He can't throw the ball 15, 20 yards down the field. Yeah. And now you have a guy, one of the best, if not the best deep ball throwers in the entire National Football League. He had all those weapons last year, and they were already fine defensively. They went all in for Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Donald's the best interior defender in the league. So I was just really high on them last year. But then as the season went on and Stafford was dealing with the back issue again, I kind of like jumped off off the boat with them, uh, off their bandwagon. And I actually looked to fade them in the playoffs. I didn't do it against Arizona, but I was hoping maybe they would go to Lambeau and play a cold weather game. We just never got the right matchup. Instead, they got Tampa Bay, obviously. I actually liked that matchup for them. Um, especially with Brady's offensive line being a little bit beat up. But this year, I just don't know what to do with them because, okay, so we've seen the Super Bowl hangover. It is a real thing. Usually it's the team that loses in the Super Bowl. I just don't know. You brought it up already. I don't know if the offensive line is going to be as good as it was last year. Like last year, they led the league in pass block win rate. They only had nine false start penalties all season long. That's they crazy. only had nine holding penalties. Those were both league low. Nine holding penalties. The entire season, like if you watch a Detroit Lions game, you might or see a seven, Cowboys game or a Cowboys game like in one game. But like you said, Andrew Whitworth, he retires. Uh, Austin Corbett, he's gone as well. So I just I don't know if I could trust them to keep Matthew Stafford up and healthy. And Stafford last year, it was the back injury. He's already dealing with an elbow issue this year. Um, you do lose Odell Beckham Jr. You do lose you do lose Robert Woods, but you bring in Allen Robinson. How much does he have left in the tank? Also, I hate how everybody always makes these excuses for Allen Robinson that he's never played with a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know, it was Mitch Trubisky, and before that it was Blake Bortles. It was also his decision to go and sign in Chicago, play for Matt Nagy, and play with Mitchell Trubisky as a starting quarterback. The Green Bay Packers made him a bigger offer than the Chicago Bears did a couple years ago. He turned down that offer playing with Aaron Rodgers, didn't want to play in Green Bay in the cold weather, but goes and plays in Chicago where it's equally as cold with a worse quarterback and Matt Nagy is his play caller. That being said, though, man, if Stafford stays healthy, this team's winning 11 games, right? I mean, yeah. you have two of the best deep ball targets in the league in Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson went healthy, went right. Like last year, look what they did. Look at their success rate when targeting the wide receivers. 61%. Tight ends, 58% Stafford was. If he's healthy, I don't even think we've seen the best version of Matthew Stafford. But you brought up the run game. Like, they have to get better. And this is a Sean McVay offense. You go back a couple of years ago when they had Todd Gurley before he got injured. They were one of the best rushing offenses in the league. And we haven't seen that in a couple of years. 
Last year, 25th in rushing yardage. They only averaged four, point, uh, four yards per carry, which was 26 in the league. They only scored 10 rushing touchdowns. A lot of that had to do with Cam Akers got hurt in July, tore his Achilles. It was great seeing him get back on the field, but he shouldn't have been on the field. He had 72 carries for 175 yards, struggled a little bit. They didn't really find a way to use him in the passing game. He only caught 11 balls for 86 yards in his five games. You expect him, when healthy, though, to be much better. Kyron Williams, I do really like, even though he's only a rookie. I just feel like I have too many question marks uh, with this team, and I don't love the schedule, the non-division schedule. I think it's a little bit tougher. Um, there are a lot of winnable games. I'm, I'm staying away from the win total with them. If you look at it, I've I've found 12, 12 wins because I think that they will beat Buffalo at home. That's a trend that yeah. I'm willing to get behind. I think all the steam is on Buffalo. Obviously, Atlanta, that's an easy game to start things off. I even didn't even give them, like, I gave them losses at Arizona and San Francisco, but I think Dallas, Carolina, San Francisco at home, Arizona at home. I think New Orleans will be a tough game, but, you know, listen, by November 20th, Jameis Winston might already be injured again. Uh, and I think who knows what's going on with Lave oh, yeah. and Mike, Mike, uh, Michael Thomas. So Seattle, that'll be a win. I think Las Vegas at home is a win. Denver, very tough game on Christmas. I think that's a win. Chargers and Seattle to finish out the rest of the schedule. So that's 12 wins for me. And, you know, I think when I look at this ranking system of the offensive line, you've got a very underrated, uh, underrated offensive lineman taking over for Andrew Whitworth in Joe uh, Notebloom. He has been fantastic, yeah. never been a full-time starter, but he's only allowed five pressures on 142 pass blocking snaps. If you're going to do it, Ryan, over, under, or stay away. If I got to do something with the Rams, I'm probably going to go over. You know, my, my thought maybe with them was just wait, just hold off a little bit. Let's see how, how healthy Stafford is with this elbow issue. But I would lean with the over just because that defense and that offense. Tonight, we're talking about the Los Angeles Rams. They open up their season tomorrow night. Two and a half point dogs, even though they're the defending Super Bowl champions and they're the home team. Totals 52. The Rams on the money line tomorrow night, plus 110. The Bills minus 135. You know... I was talking, I, I, I've been texting back and forth with a couple guys, and I was like, do you think we see the three for the Rams? Because, I, I mean, we're going to preview this game a little bit later on, but I'm jumping on the Rams. And the three at BetMGM is minus 135 juice on the alternate line. I was just wondering if we were going to see that. I think it's going to stay at two and a half, or if anything, it's probably going to go back down uh, to two. So we've already kind of hit on the Rams season win total. I lean the over 10 and a half. What, what was your lean with the Rams? Would you go over or under the 10 and a half with them? I would go over. I counted 12 wins just like realistically considering the toss-ups. I kind of did 50-50 on the toss-ups and then obviously every cupcake game. I don't think they lose a cupcake game at all this year, especially considering that they say that Matthew Stafford is fully healthy. Um, so, yeah, I would go over for sure. Did not play it, though. Then we, yeah, no, I didn't do anything with them yet. Um I'm playing them tomorrow night, but that's about it for for, for that. As far as uh, as we as I pull up the uh, specials over at BetMGM right now, which not gonna lie, a little frozen up. But uh, if you go over there, you know there's a couple different things. Obviously, you can bet with the Rams this season. Uh, the Rams to start 0 and 4, 4 and 0. Let's just start right there uh, while I get the prices and just look at the schedule. You know, we obviously know they kick off their season as dogs tomorrow, and that's actually if you look at the look ahead lines, like the games of the year. Yeah. Um, right now, they're actually only underdogs in one game. They're favored in 12 games right now. There's a couple picks in there, and they're only dogs one time all season long. And it just happens to be week one against the Buffalo Bills, who are the overwhelming favorites right now to win the Super Bowl. What I would got you the do price. if you had to go 0 and 
Oh, and four, four and zero. Yeah. So the price plus three seventy five to go four and zero. You look at this uh, schedule, Buffalo. Me and you agree. We think that they're going to win uh, at home against Buffalo. I know there's not a lot of home field advantage, and I do like Buffalo as a team. They are not not susceptible to having these stinkers in week one. They have a new coordinator. Obviously, Joe Shane and Brian Dable both gone. I think that is meaningful. I'm not sure how we're going to see these three running backs working. I actually heard from my our Buffalo station that Zach Moss might not even dress this game. So it might be just a one-two punch of Singletary and uh, James Cook. So I do think that they beat Buffalo in week one. I, a lot of people disagree. There's a lot of hype on Buffalo. Obviously, that Atlanta game, that's a cupcake game. They should absolutely win that. At Arizona, that's a really fun game. They're going to be, what, just slightly favored by, what, two points? Or are they yeah. or, or are they not favored in this one? This is the one that they're not favored. Oh, no, 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 they're favored in this one. The, the only game they're actually dogs in is against the Bills. Oh, yeah, just so the Bills favored, game. Yeah, they'll be favored against the Cards right now. Yeah, yeah, so I think that that should be a game that, if you were to take 4-0, and that would be the game that I would hedge. And then week four against San Francisco with Trey Lance still figuring some things out. Obviously, Jimmy G's there as the you know very expensive backup quarterback waiting there in the wings, not as a quick hook, but just there. And Trey Lance has said that he's or has you know been reported that he was slightly annoyed by that Jimmy G signing, thought that he was going to have a very clear backup scenario, and he doesn't. So I still think by week four, San Francisco is still figuring things out. Obviously, that roster is very, very good on both sides of the ball. We'll make that difficult for the Rams. Will be a tough one, but I would probably go with that plus. 375 to start 4 and 0. What about you? Yeah, well, I mean, I really do like them against the Bills, at least to keep this game close. You know, maybe we see something crazy go down, but um, I had to take the points week one with the dog, with the defending Super Bowl champs. The division games, I always kind of like look at those like they're going to be a split, especially in this division, but I do like them a little bit better than Arizona. So looking at it right now as I pull it up, so the Rams to make the playoffs this year, minus 250 to say yes, yeah, plus 200 to say no, even if, because there's, I would want a better price on them not to make the playoffs. Maybe three to one odds. Because last year, Matthew Stafford, I mean the last five years, he's dealt with this back issue. And last year, even when it flared up, he was still able to push the ball down the field. And it was kind of a non-factor. You know, like most people didn't even know he was dealing with the injury. This yeah. year, though, all we've heard about all offseason long, all camp long, was the elbow, man. And that's obviously a very painful issue and something that you don't want your quarterback to be dealing with. And then I thought maybe like on if we were getting a better price on them not to make the playoffs just because of the off the field distractions. I mean, the Super Bowl hangover, they partied for like a straight month. They do lose a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., who they had pretty much the entire second half of the season. And look how damn good he was in that Super Bowl in the first half. He, he, he may have won Super Bowl MVP if he doesn't get injured. They do lose Robert Woods. But like all the distractions, it's pretty much a non-issue. Like the McVeigh thing, I think that was a little overblown. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon, even if they offer him a bunch of money to go and jump in the broadcast booth at NBC or something like that. Aaron Donald, I can't see him walking away from football. I mean, he's not even 32 years old yet. And like, look at that guy, how hyped he is even for training camp and in these, uh, you know, in the OTA workouts and in these like scrimmages. So I don't think he's going anywhere. So I'd want a better price on them not to make the playoffs plus 200. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, the win, you know, four and zero, maybe plus three seventy five, good value. Zero and four is plus twenty five hundred. I don't see there being a situation where it just ends up being a complete disaster, even if it's like John Wolford getting starts week two. Like, let's say Stafford, the injury is just too serious. 
Maybe he goes out there in the first half, takes a bad hit or something like that. Even if he goes down, McVay's too good to go 0-4. Look what he did. He went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. What do you think about the stage of elimination, though? Because we're looking at losing the wild yeah. card as plus 300. I actually think that they'll still... I still think they go to the divisional round, right? I think that they should. If Trey Lance isn't good, they're going to win that division, I think. Right. And so that's the thing. Like, you got losing the wild card round is plus 300. Don't hate that because last year, you know, I thought there was a good shot that they were going to lose in the wild card, but they just got the perfect draw in Arizona because it was, I mean, Arizona always falls off a cliff after week nine under Kingsbury. And Kyler is always injured. And that was a very injured version of Kyler. So, I could see them going down, but I'm with you. I, I See, I'd probably go losing the divisional round, plus 350, mm-hmm. losing the championship round because you're getting a better price, plus yep. 550, or maybe even losing the Super Bowl, plus 900. I wouldn't take them to repeat as Super Bowl champions because that is so hard to do. Yeah. But at the same time, man, like, who do you really trust in the NFC? That's the problem I have while breaking down the Rams because they still, like, on paper have the most talented team. It's still them. It's Tampa Bay, the and Niners Green too. Bay, even with the loss of Devontae, and then and then San Francisco. And one thing I'll say really quickly about the because I haven't been on with you since Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, since they brought him back and made him the highest paid backup quarterback in the league. I'm not fully overreacting to that quite yet. Yeah. Now I do think that there's something there. I don't think that they fully trust Trey Lance, and I also believe that maybe Kyle Shanahan didn't want to coach Trey Lance. That. You know, that wasn't his decision ultimately. You know, we've heard the rumors. We saw, you know, everything that came out on social media about, you know, they went back and they watched every single throw from Tom Brady from a couple years ago. They probably did want Tom Brady. They probably wanted Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he did want Mac Jones. But I'm not out on Trey Lance just because they brought back Jimmy Garoppolo because let's look at it like this. Does that mean that the 49ers don't believe in Trey Lance? Or does that mean that they don't believe in the backup quarterback situation there with Nate Sudfeld? Because Kyle Shanahan, every single year, that Jimmy Garoppolo has been available, has not only went to the playoffs, but he's won a playoff game. Let's look at the years where the Niners missed the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo, torn ACL, goes down, misses pretty much the entire season. They're relying on Nick Mullins. C.J. Beathard got a couple starts. And that's the reason, like, San Francisco with a serviceable quarterback, they don't need Tom Brady. They don't need Aaron Rodgers. They proved that last year beating Green Bay in the divisional round in the game where they didn't even score an offensive touchdown. They rely on good special teams, the playmakers that they do have. I don't think just because they brought back Jimmy that it means they're punting on Trey Lance. I think it means that they have a roster that's built to win right now to compete for a Super Bowl. And let's say Trey Lance does get injured or ends up being a huge disappointment. They could pull the plug and just go right back to Jimmy because they're not going to just tank a season with this roster because they're going to have to make a decision. George Kittle might not be on this roster next year. They just paid Debo Samuel a lot of money. And teams don't want to play the, pay these wide receivers top price anymore. We saw that with Kansas City and Tyreek Hill. We saw that with the Packers and Devontae Adams. So I think like they're kind of in like win-now mode, especially with Trey Lance on a rookie deal. So I'm not overblowing the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. But I'll tell you, it does make me like San Francisco a little bit more, and I'm glad I went over on their win total because if Lance does suck or get hurt, then it's Jimmy Garoppolo and not Nick Mullins or anybody else trying to save our season there. But yeah, see, I still like the Rams the best in this division, but I just feel like, man, there's there's just – there's not a whole lot of value with them, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I think what I would do is probably take them to, and I said this to PJ yesterday, why not take a few bets, like lose in the divisional round, lose in the championship round, and, you know, unless they go to the Super Bowl or go to the wild card game and lose there, then you're sort of covered either way, and you're basically, worst case scenario, going to get, you know, plus 150 value. 
best case scenario plus 450 value. Yeah, I completely agree. And again, like the only like real concern I have is Stafford. Is Stafford yeah. going to be available even for 15 games this season? And even if not, even if this injury ends up being a bigger factor, maybe then they're looking to make a deal. I mean, obviously, I don't think the Niners would trade within the division because they didn't want Jimmy to end up in Seattle. But there are other quarterbacks that might be on the market if they just need a quarterback. And, and I expect the running game to be much improved this year. I mean, Akers was hurt, and then he rushed to get back. I do I do think that he has a bounce-back season. Uh, we'll see what the offensive line looks like. They do have to replace the two starters, including Andrew Whitworth that we talked about, who's been there literally like forever. Um, but, yeah, I, I still really like the Rams. There's still way too much talent, man. I mean, you replace Odell Beckham Jr. and Robert Woods, but you replace it with Allen Robinson, and he's really been dogging it the last two years because Matt Nagy uh, was not the answer as a, as a play caller or a head coach. And it's, it's the same thing I continue to say with Khalil Mack. You know, when everybody talks about the Chargers, well, yeah, they have Khalil Mack, but how much does he have left in the tank? Probably a whole bunch because he hasn't done crap the last two years. You trust, uh, in terms of this game, this Buffalo game, do you think this Van Jefferson rule out matters at all? Not not for week one, but that does concern me a little bit because I really do like Van Jefferson. I wanted to see him on the field a lot more last year, but the thing was that they you know, went out, they made the move for Odell Beckham Jr. But I like that he could kind of play on the outside and in the slot. He's like their burner. So it doesn't really concern me like short term, but it do, it would concern me uh, long term because I think he's going to have a pretty solid season, actually. Yeah, me like, too. I think the passing game is going to be better this year because we got to remember last year they won a Super Bowl. That was only year one with Stafford and McVay. Now it's a whole nother year. Tonight's focus is the Los Angeles Rams, the defending Super Bowl champs, who we'll see tomorrow night. Taking on the Bills, two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home as they'll raise a banner for their Super Bowl victory. Uh, right now, we're going to hit on some team futures. The Rams to win or lose all home games, win or lose all road games, or win and lose all six division games. Let's start with the division games. The Rams to win all six division games over at BetMGM is plus 550. Still a really tough division, but, but no not but. really no but. Arizona coming no into this season. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins the first half of the season. Kyler, good point earlier for Mark Zeno. He just got paid. Like, he, he just got paid. And there's new Call of Duty content coming out as well. So, you know <laughs> how that goes. I'm not I, – I think I think Cliff Kingsbury, if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's gone. I know they made the playoffs last year. I know I know they got off to a 7-0 start. But it's like every season has been the same season since Cliff and Kyler have been together. They get off to a nice little start. Kyler gets injured. He's not the same quarterback when he's hurt. And Cliff's play calling falls off a cliff. And now they're without, you know, their best weapon in DeAndre Hopkins. Um, although I do really like Hollywood Brown being reunited with Kyler. But still, those are two easy, easy, easily winnable games for the Rams. San Francisco, some people aren't buying in to Trey Lance. That's why they had to bring back Jimmy G. Two winnable games. I mean, McVay has always had success against Shanahan, or he's had some success after uh, not a great start against him. And then, um, yeah, so... I mean, I wouldn't bet this. I'm not going to lie. Would you plus 550 to win all six division games? I hate everything about the, this last slate. Okay. Honestly, okay. I do. I can't lie. I mean, we try our best. We try our damnedest to find something that we like. Uh, but no, I think that San Francisco's tough always. They're tough with a guy who passes, you know, four times in an entire game. They've got a Bosa. Anytime you've got a Bosa, you're in the mix. And you now you have, I think Shanahan might be the best play caller in the NFL. Do you agree? I think you agree. Um, 
I love Kyle Shanahan, so I'm kind of I like him. I really, really, really like I like the whole like tree. Like I like him. I like McVeigh, and I like Shanahan. And I don't know that I could choose. I, I'll tell you this: I think Kyle, when he has a healthy team, right? I, I think he's probably the best. I, I, McVeigh gets a little too cute. Yes. Every once in a while, you know, whereas Kyle, when he has a full roster and he's not playing with his backup or third string quarterback, like he, man, he owns LaFleur right now. I yeah. mean, he's beat him twice in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I think it's Kyle. Yeah. I, I've always been a big Kyle. And look what he did with Atlanta the year that he was there when he took Matt Ryan and the Falcons to a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan won the MVP and then completely fell off a cliff the next year. I do think so, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah, so I think you're, you, you're always going to be tough. Like playing against Shanahan. He feels like it feels like he even kind of has McVeigh's number. They should have beaten the Rams uh, in the championship game to go to the Super Bowl again. If it wasn't for some real fluky stuff, they would have won it. So there's no shot, I would think, that the Rams would beat Kyle Shanahan twice, even with Trey Lance. If you beat San Francisco week four and it's a handy, a handily victory, a handy victory, well, how if you beat San Francisco handily, <laughs> then. Like they Trey Lance might be done by week five. Like that's how much that rivalry I think matters. And maybe yeah, because you're going to San Francisco, it matters a little bit less. But man, they've got to win that game. Maybe by week eight, if you've lost twice to San Francisco by week eight, or if San Francisco loses twice by week eight, there's no shot Trey Lance stays around. I shouldn't feel guilty saying that I like Kyle more than I like McVeigh anyway. I mean, like, look at the numbers. So Shanahan's seven and three against McVeigh, mm-hmm. straight up and against the spread. So they've met ten times, and Shanahan's won seven of those games. And I know, obviously, like, but McVeigh has the Super Bowl ring, and Shanahan doesn't. But it's crazy because McVeigh owns the NFC West, eighteen and four. He like eighteen and four, but he just can't beat Shanahan. Uh, but he does have the Super Bowl ring, so that's a tough question. All right, so let's look at to win and lose all home games right now because I do at least have like the look ahead lines and the schedule pulled up. Let's start with, because they start uh, on the road. Let's start, or I'm sorry, because they start at home. Let's start at home. So to win all home games, I am betting them against Buffalo. I don't know if they win, but I do think that they could cover the spread. Yeah. Um, And then after that, you know, they're home against Atlanta. So that should be a victory right there unless the season completely falls apart. Then they get a couple road games. Uh, They get Carolina at home. They get After Dallas that, at home. Yeah, that's that's going to be a tough one right there. I don't think I could do really anything in this market. If anything, maybe them to win every single division game, if I could get a little bit better of a price, just because of what I just said. You know, I mean, I, McVeigh has owned the rest of the division other than Kyle. I just I see that as a split this year. I think San Francisco gets one, and I think the Rams get one. I probably both, uh, you know, one road, one vic. Um, I think maybe the Rams win at home and then lose on the road, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think so, too. But that kind of goes to a – there's a little bit of value. I don't like Dallas. We've talked about them pretty much all year. I am anti-Dallas as a fan. I just don't – I don't think they're going to have it. I think the offensive line has issues. I think Dak doesn't have any weapons to throw to. And I think they have the worst head coach in the NFL. He stinks. And we know that. You know that better than anyone. He basically tried to kill Aaron Rodgers' career. So – yeah, I think that they could beat Dallas in Dallas. I think that they could beat Carolina. I think that they can beat San Francisco at home. Arizona, by week 10, we know that Kyler Murray and that train is off the tracks, baby. We know what it is. We know Cliff Kingsbury only plays the first seven, eight weeks, and after that, the train's off the tracks. So then you get Seattle at home, Las Vegas at home, Denver at home. What's the price? 
Uh, which one? I'm sorry. Home oh, to win all home games. To win all home games at BetMGM, of course, is As it right um, up. plus 750. I like that. I actually like that. If you look deep into it, I think that they could win those games. That's the only thing I like from this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because yeah. the, I mean, if think... they beat Buffalo, then it's it's not smooth sailing, but it's smoothish sailing. I just I wish that it was like if you were going to lay the bet. I just wish that they had like more of a home field advantage. Like yeah. the Rams won the Super Bowl and nobody cares because they don't really have a fan base. You know, you have some bandwagon jumpers or some guys that are like, oh, well, they got. I mean, the thing about them is like, you know, everybody on the team because it's pretty much a dream team. Right. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, all on the same side of the ball. It's just like you look at them defensively. I don't. They have okay, so they play the second most difficult schedule of opponents, and that's even outside of the division, which is a lot more difficult than last year. But man, I just look at them defensively, and I kind of, I, I really do like them. I mean, Aaron Donald doesn't retire, which is huge. I mean, he was he led the league in uh, pass rush win rate last year. He leads the league pretty much every year. He's the best interior defender in the league. He gets after the quarterback. He could stuff the run. Greg Gaines was really good last year. Ashawn Robinson was pretty good. You know, they were probably the best defensive tackles in run stop win rate last year, and they're both back. Now they do lose Joseph Day. He's with the Chargers, but they should be fine there. Leonard Floyd was 15th in pressure rate last year on the defensive side of the ball. I do a little I do worry a little bit about the pass rush losing Von Miller. Um because the Rams wanted to actually bring back Von Miller, but he just got a lot of money from Buffalo, so you can't really fault him for moving over there. So now what, Terrell Lewis has to move over in that spot. He was a third-round pick in 2020, or maybe it's Justin Hollins. I don't know if I fully trust those guys. You brought up Bobby Wagner. Even though Bobby Wagner isn't Bobby Wagner from five years ago with the Legion of Boom, still, man, that's a veteran presence in the locker room, and I still think he's got some good football left in him. Jalen Ramsey was fourth among all defensive backs last year in adjusted yards allowed per coverage snap, so you don't have to worry about him. They do bring back Troy Hill, who they had in 2000. And 20 so he'll be the slot corner they have david long still I, I don't hate the secondary jordan fuller he took over the play calling safety position last year and then he got himself hurt as you remember like they had to uh pick up guys off the street yeah they did. Weddle, like five years old was starting in a super bowl game but he's back now fully healthy so i actually like the secondary even more I like the Rams. Uh, I, I'm not going to take them to win every home game or lose every home game or anything like that, but it's a team I'll probably be backing a lot this season starting tomorrow night. Starting tomorrow night, me and Ryan all over the Rams. I hope they don't make a fool out of me because they are due for some clunkers. They do have them. I just don't think they're going to have it in game one. And I think there's a lot of hype on the Buffalo Bills. I Honestly, I probably would have just taken whatever dog. If whatever team was a two-and-a-half-point dog, I was going to take them. <laughs> Is, yeah, I mean, I keep looking at like my week one bets, which I know will you know we'll preview every single game, obviously. But I like way too many underdogs. I'm like, same man. I mean, I know week one we always see some crazy stuff go down, but I like way too many dogs and a lot of ugly dogs too. You and, like and the I hear Jets? People, no, no, I don't. Okay. I don't like the Jets. I, I just 
I, I don't like the Jets at all. I actually really like Baltimore in that spot. Same. I don't want to lay seven, though. Um, but I, the only favorite that I think I bet is the Chiefs, actually. And I got it a little bit early, but I didn't even get the three. I got the four and a half with the Chiefs. But, I mean, I look at it, I like the Giants a lot, probably too much against Tennessee, even though Allen really likes that spot for the Titans. He said even earlier, better. Let's be honest. Uh, even better. Yeah. I like the Texans. I do like the Texans. I don't know if the Texans are beating the Colts. I don't think they're beating the Colts, but I thought eight points was way too many. And uh, I guess I was right because that's down to seven now. Yes. I see, actually, uh, the Colts only favored by seven points in that game. I do like Minnesota against Green Bay, but I keep going back and forth on that one. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but I'm with you kind of like on the uh, – it's not even the dog really, it's the home team because we all know the trend, obviously, week one. Home team 16-3 and three in the Thursday night opener. 11-4-4 and four against the spread, but 16-3. and three, You usually go with the home team, um, and you're getting the home team plus points, and they happen to be the defending Super Bowl champs. So we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like I don't want to say everybody's hyping up the Bills too much. Seems like it should be their year because of these heartbreaking playoff losses they've had the last two years and the way they went down last year and everything they added. But I don't know. I mean, when's the last time the overwhelming favorite actually won the Super Bowl or the team that everybody's hyping up? And I love Josh Allen, but they've stayed pretty healthy the last couple the of years. The Rams too, were one of the favorites, weren't they? Rams last year, they got a little bit of love. I want to say they were 8-1 to one to start the season. Yeah. I think they went from like 11-1 to one to 8-1, to one, obviously with the Stafford addition. Because, I mean, that's all McVay really needed was a quarterback that could actually throw the ball down the field after having to... Uh, Hi, Jared Goff the last couple of years and all the passes pretty much being behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's not really like a whole lot of question marks for the Rams this season. I mean, do, do you think Cooper Cup's going to put up similar numbers as he did? I, I think if anything, he might even have a better season yeah. because now there's no Odell Beckham Jr. there and there's no Robert Woods. Not that we really saw him last year. We'll see what Allen Robinson brings. We'll see, you know, um, yeah, I, I think that he's still going to put up just ridiculous numbers this year. I think it, it just comes down to are they going to be able to run the ball, I guess. Is the offensive line going to be able to stay healthy? Is Stafford going to die on the field? As long as none of those things happen, this team should win 12 games minimum and at least get to the divisional round with all that talent and all that money they spend. I don't get, you know, being a Packer fan, this is what sucks. I just don't understand where all these funds come from. Salary cap being a myth, probably.